Howdy and welcome to the Ears Podcast by two. <laughs> there you go. Got you a little cocky. Right. Uh-huh. I've never butchered one. Cocky. In a hundred plus episodes, I've never butchered one, but that's, here we go. That's but, what you get for <laughs> trying to fake me out. The universe was like, mm Frank. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Ears Podcast, produced by Terrier TV. I am Frank Robin. I just screwed up the first possible intro we've ever done on this show, so... That was pretty cool. Uh, this is Cindy. This is I almost said this is Bill and this is Cindy, but <laughs> it's like I feel like we're on a we're on a roll right now, yeah. so we'll just go we're with it. Interchangeable. Yeah. It <laughs> and over here we have Mr. Ernie Harvey. Uh, it's great to see you guys. It's been so long, and I've uh, yes. I've had so many things run through my head, mostly songs by the Three Stooges. Of course. Yeah. If you've never heard "Swinging the Alphabet" by the Three Stooges, just start your day right there. Uh, you don't need to go any further. And you can tell me thank you later I'm on. I'm going to spare you all. Don't do it. Oh, you can do it. And then just make sure you know Frank's email. And yes. Send him, <laughs> send him your comments. Let him know how you feel tell afterwards. Him, tell him yeah, how, how happy you are that he led yeah. you in that direction. My email's pretty simple. It's ears.org at gmail.com. Uh, we're happy to hear your comments. It'll, oh, be, it'll be great. Yep. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> Trust me. No, it's not bad. It's just a... It's, no, it's not bad. It's no, just, it's, no, no. it's actually quite entertaining. You can't get it out of your head. You can't. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it is infectious. Yes. It's, it's legit. haunting it is what I there. would call it. Haunting. As there. the kids would say, it's fire. That, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they say, Frank. That's is that what they the say, kids. Aiden? Aiden, it's, am I correct? It's he fire? T- he talks like the kids. No yes. cap. <laughs> no, <laughs> what's that mean? No cap. No, what's that mean? It means no lie. No lie, yes. No cap? What's cap got to do with it? I have no idea, Frank. I didn't come up with it. I just know what it means. Really? Oh, yeah. Cap or no cap? Come is on. it you've heard she's, this? She's yeah. the mother Does of a Aiden teenager. This? She knows what this means. I will tackle Aiden. <laughs> that's so that's you've heard you've Frank heard was, your daughter use it. No, I haven't heard my no. daughter use it, but I I hear the teenagers at yeah. work use things and then I have to go and Google it so I don't sound like the old person that doesn't understand them. <laughs> it's like it's a thing that happens. I'll be like on my phone, like, what are they saying? What are they saying? I, yeah. I actually saw a millennial to uh, Gen Z conversion chart, which <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that brought it back down all the way. Yeah, I there need that and I'll hang it on my office wall. I There's think. a conversion chart, yeah. but it changes all the for time. For what it, though. you know, yeah, how the, that too. Yeah, you know, the words that we would use. But I remember when Frank was so happy that he learned drip. Drip, yeah. Oh, yeah. The drip. <laughs> Dude told know? me I was dripping. And yeah. uh, Frank was very, very happy about that. Well, once I figured it well, out, once I was he like, realized oh. it wasn't yes, an insult. It wasn't an insult. Very, I very thought my nose was running. <laughs> Am I leaking somewhere? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm no. like, I'm wiping my I'm nose. Losing. Figured maybe yeah, I had a hanger or something. Wrong. You know? Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you know, because you yeah. just don't, you just don't know. No, you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, wow, we're getting old. Yeah, it, it happens. As soon as Rebecca said she was born in 2003, I just went, well, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. That's our intern. Yeah, born in 2003. I thought Crazy. she said 2002. Did she say that? I, either sure. way, we're yeah. still just Oh, yeah, as old. we are. We <laughs> are old. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, you said you graduated in 03. I graduated in 04. Okay, so yeah, well, anyhow, yeah. I'm still older than that, too. All right, so you guys ready to chat with our guest today? I can't wait. Yeah, me. Yes. Because <laughs> I hear tale that you are very good friends with Frank, and I can't wait for you to tell all of us his most embarrassing oh, secrets. Oh, there we go. Spill do the I have embarrassing secrets? As the people. Do I, have, do I actually have embarrassing secrets, Ernie? I, 
He's if paralyzed. You do, I don't know them. Actually, yeah, I'm paralyzed in fear. I'm like, well, maybe there's something I don't know that I, I should know. I was like, know. I don't know that I have embarrassing secrets. Or maybe I don't want to say what I do know. Yeah, oh, exactly. Feel free. Um, we're in a how safe, much, how the four of us are in a take? safe environment. Yeah. Yeah. What are we gonna, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's listening to this at all. We're in a very safe environment. Oh, that's right. It's perfectly it's just fine. Us. What is this show's it, rating? <laughs> so, so far, it's five stars. <laughs> all right. Uh, on is, all platforms. This is known as the cone of silence. Nobody <laughs> hears. Talking the microphone, it all goes away. Don't worry about it ever. It's, it'll never show back up again, of course. Um, so, first off, I want to give you a, a huge thank you for being just a, really a, a rock in my life for a very long time. You know, you, your faith, your family, um, you've been someone I can turn to in like the hardest times and have always been there for me to chat with. And well, I, lo- I love you, buddy. Well, yeah. I, for you to say that to me makes me feel bad because I feel the exact same way about you. So. Yep, I love you, man. Um, they so, met this afternoon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was I, the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, goodness gracious. It was bound to happen. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Ernie, you were actually a graduate of Titusville High School yourself. Class of 95. Yeah, and a uh, little known go. secret that people might not know about Ernie, you were actually the mascot for a little while, were you I, not? I did. Angelo yeah. Sanfraco was most of the time, but there was a few times where I, I had got to wear Donda, the outfit, the toughie, I guess is what they called it <laughs> yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they still do. Is, still it, is it the same costume still? Oh, no. Let me tell you, mascot costumes get right uh, really yes. fast. I didn't realize at the time. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that was just me. But <laughs> no, the difference was is the other gentleman was quite smaller than me. So it was either a Sharpay <laughs> or a very large Mastiff. So There you go. People knew. It's, it's hilarious. They had a pretty good idea if it was you or him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wonder how that's possible. So I get the idea your, your boy had no idea that was actually even a thing. He was just shocked whenever I said that out loud. There's probably a lot of things he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. So w- in 96, well, you were, I think you were a senior whenever I was a freshman. Um, but heck, we, this was still a, this was still a, uh, this is a wood shop. Yeah, this was the wood yeah. shop. Yeah. This yeah, this was, was a wood shop. This was the wood shop. And I think whenever I was a senior, this was just an empty building. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, it was, um, yeah, nobody was using it. Okay. So you, uh, you are an auto mechanic. You yep. are, you're the owner of Harvey's Automotive there in Port St. John on Kings Highway. Yeah. Uh, one of the most busy establishments you'll ever see in your entire life. Port St. John's finest automotive repair facility. No doubt about it. It is, it is the bomb. Yeah, yep. it is the bomb. How did you get into the world of uh, being a mechanic? How did that, how did that whole journey start? Uh, my dad gave me a car when I was 14 and told me I could have it if I could get it running. And I decided that I was going to get it running. He couldn't. I got it done in a couple of days. It frustrated him and uh, started. Maybe I was driving at 14. Maybe I wasn't. But uh, <laughs> yeah. what kind of car was that? A 78 Mercury Cougar. Okay. Wow. Well, that's the jam right there, buddy. Yeah, you can. It was a large car. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big car. Yeah. What, so what was wrong with it? I needed a tune-up, simple tune-up. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. So how did you, how did you turn that? It was just automatically a passion. You just realized it was something you were good at. Yeah, um, I think you'll find that most mechanics are instant gratification type people. <laughs> so they like to see things fixed and know that it was broken and now it's fixed. And then they want to do again and again and again to get that that uh, fix, I guess, for the most part. So it was just like that great feeling. You're like, man, okay, I fixed one. Yep. Like it, I fixed one. Now, well, I wonder what else, 
what else kind of broken things I can fix? Yeah, and then uh, a part-time job at Domino's Pizza would uh, fuel that fire because every pizza guy needs breaks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was that guy that uh, fixed everyone's breaks that worked there. So then uh, it just kept, you know, going and going and going, and it is what it is today. Where was your first uh, auto mechanic job at? Where, where was the first time you did it for the living? A living uh, was an auto electric shop in Canaveral Groves. Actually, it was the first place that I actually worked at. That was in 2000. Maybe, no, actually earlier than that, 90, 98 to 99, somewhere around there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, those who you know, don't know you, he's one of the most brilliant minds in the electrical world and the automotive world. I've watched this guy rip motors out of cars and have a, have a new one back in and the thing running like six hours later. Like cra- crazy stuff. I've watched. <laughs> so tell us a couple of the most odd or interesting automotive things you've seen. Like, so let's not even talk about for a second. Let's not okay. even talk about things that are broken. Mm-hmm. What's some of the weirdest stuff that has come into your shop? I know a couple of these for myself because <laughs> of weird things that you call me about. But uh, tell us a couple of the weird things that have ever come into your shop. Um, usually the things that leave the biggest mark are uh, critters and cars, which you know about. <laughs> I, I've personally pulled a snake out of his car. He did. I actually had a customer who developed a blower motor noise on the way to my house for a repair and uh, turned to come to find out it was a snake that got caught in a blower motor. I am not a fan of snakes. I, <laughs> I'm the opposite of Frank. <laughs> so uh, yeah, literally pulled the blower motor out, saw the snake, thought I was going to have a heart attack and <laughs> just called Frank and waited for him to help me remove it. So. That's amazing. There you go. Oh yeah. 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 One of the funnest calls I ever got from you about weird automotive things was I, I think I just made it home. It was like mid morning, and you called me and said, "What are you doing? I don't care what you're doing. Come to the shop right now." <laughs> and I said, "You know, which he's helped me with a million. He drops whatever he's doing to help me all the time. So I'm, of course I'm going to show up, and I'm kind of excited because." If Ernie says something like that, it's something pretty flipping cool. Yeah, who, who would have thought your skill set would be needed <laughs> yeah. at the auto shop? It, it is needed quite often, actually. <laughs> really I'm like, this has got to be something pretty cool. So I show up, and you point at a vehicle, and I'm like, okay, what? He goes, eh, it's full of possums. And I went, yep. no, it's freaking not. Like, is it for real? And he goes, yeah, it's full, of, it's full of possums. It's been sitting somewhere for like a year, and they're a bunch of them under the hood. I'm like okay, this sounds exciting, you know? So I remember we actually handed the phone to one of your employees and I'm like, videotape this because it's going to be epic. You know, we pop the hood and they all go, Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are, you are you guys Close bothering us for? Yeah. We're sleeping. So we're, yeah. we're grabbing, we're grabbing possums out and stick them in buckets and stuff. And it was, it was the greatest thing ever. But, uh, yeah, uh, he did pull a snake out of my truck, which I, man, I'll tell you what, uh, I called him and I said, Ernie, <laughs> you're not going to like this, but I, I really need your help. And you said, I love you, Frank. It doesn't matter what it is. Bring Aww. it over. We'll fix it. And I said, remember you said that. <laughs> and you know, I did. I said, I said, remember you, remember you said that. Yep. And I pulled the car up and I said, you know, look, I got to tell you, I got to be, I'm going to be super honest with you. Here's a picture of what's going on. And it's a, <laughs> it's a, this big red rat snake hanging out of my dashboard from underneath. And he goes, get that thing that, <laughs> excuse my language, the F out of there, out of here. And I said, no, no, remember now, you told me. I did. You, yeah, you told me you're going to help me no matter what it was. And he's like, good grief, get out of the way. And the next thing I know, my entire dash is disassembled. Uh, everything's sitting there. And, and he's like, where's it at? And I'm like, buddy, I don't know. I'm like, you're the auto mechanic. You, <laughs> you tell, tell me, me where it's at. Well, you know. And it was about that time. You go ahead and finish the story. Uh, 
to be honest that yeah i i looked we had a flashlight we were looking under the car <laughs> couldn't find it and uh i rem- i'd actually opened this glove box at first and and i saw it and thought we'd grabbed it but it slithered into the dash so of course the dash comes out and the dash is completely out of the car <laughs> there's nothing there but metal yeah, yeah nothing exactly left. nothing there but metal i don't see the snake and then i'm looking and i'm you know we're almost ready to give up yeah and yeah. then a, a blue piece of foam falls on my head <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, I know where it's at. So I got out of the car slowly. I walked probably about 20 feet away, and I could see it coming out of the headliner (laughs) down by the windshield. And I was like, oh, Lord, it's the devil. Unfortunately, I now have a new fear to add to the list. There you go. If you don't run around vehicles with me, you don't have to worry about it a whole lot. Snakes in a car. It's a sequel to Snakes in a Plane. It's true. I left my windows down while I was out working in the field, and just it just happened. It isn't the first time it's happened to me either. It's pretty well, neat. But just, you did not learn the first in. time? I don't, I'm okay. not opposed to the idea. It's pretty flipping cool to me. But Okay, so give us other, not cool for the other weird. So other than no. what's some of the just weirdest. chilling at home and now he's auto in an things. auto shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What's some of the weirdest auto things you've had to fix? You've told me some weird stories sometimes. Oh, okay. What's some of the, the weird ones that have shown up? Because well, I'm sure you get, all ki- I mean, you get all kinds of bizarre things. Yeah, I, I do. Um you know, some customers are very intuitive to their cars. They know exactly when something fails or they can hear a certain noise and know that it's not right. And, and those customers are great because they usually say, hey, at 42 miles an hour facing north, you know, <laughs> with winds at this direction, I get a noise. And, and that helps. But then there are other customers that are completely clueless. And, and I've had um, people who've had, uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind is I had a lady who only had an, had an airbag light when she would drive the car, but when no one else drove the car. Um, I, I already know what's happening. She's a very large lady. And when she'd oh, sit in I the don't. chair, it would short the harness <gasps> and the airbag light would come on. But whenever, even myself, I'm a big guy. There's no hiding that. But, you know, I would get in the car, no airbag light. But she'd sit in the car, the light was on. And, you know, that, and, then, and as a mechanic, that's where you realize that you wear more than one hat. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're a plumber when you're fixing water leaks and stuff. Sometimes you're an electrician when you're fixing wires. Sometimes you're a financial uh, you know, um, advisor when you're trying to tell the customer it's not worth fixing. But this time I was actually, you know, I was like, I don't know what I have to do to tell this lady that it's, it's her, or that she needs a seat. Yeah, that's tough. But uh, what we did, and we fixed it, and she was good. And, you know, it was actually another employee of mine. He, he didn't hold back. It was Bart. And, you know, he's, you know, you know your big lady. Get your big butt over here. Let's see what happens. And he, she sat right down there. So you see, that's you. I was, I was mortified. But at the same time, the lady's like, yeah, I guess it is. You know, so we fixed that problem. It was interesting, but <laughs> I always set mine off with like I'll have big purses uh, that yeah. I'll sit in the passenger seat and I'll see the light come out. I'm like, oh, that's right. You got to that that's point. You got you got a seat belted in. Yeah, well, put, <laughs> yeah, the, put it in the floor. Yeah, the passenger presence detection will yeah. will turn the airbag off at certain weights, and yeah, y'all with your fancy cars. Yeah. When I, I'm, when you I'm, drive a new one every week, dude. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? I have no idea. The what you're revolving talking about. door. Pat Fisher Nissan, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you told me about this one when you were working at a dealership a long time ago. That was something about the light was leaking. That yes, tell um, me about that one. Yeah, um, I got a phone call from a customer of mine. He's an ophthalmologist, and he said, "Hey." Uh, I worked at a different Dodge dealership, and he said, my car is at a other Dodge dealership, and it is leaking transmission fluid from the dome light. What? And I, I said, I'm sorry, I don't. What? Is and that he, a thing? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, what they found out was it had 
a pressure transducer in the transmission uh, pushed fluid out of it and basically it wicked it all the way to one connector that had a bunch of other con wires and then it wicked the fluid into those wires which went to other places and basically the entire harness was contaminated with transmission <laughs> fluid but the only um noticeable event was the wires going to the dome light were were dripping transmission fluid through the lens and onto onto the dash and and uh, wow. had i not seen it myself i wouldn't have believed it could happen <laughs> um but sure enough we the the harness had to be completely replaced from headlight to tail light with no brakes <laughs> in between that's crazy. Completely destroyed. Wow. Not destroyed, but disassembled the car to put it back together, fix it. It was interesting. That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird one. Weird places you've had to work on cars. Oh, God. Um, or the weirdest thing someone's brought to your establishment in their vehicle, besides alligators. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I try to be a judge-free zone, but some people will <laughs> completely lock... Um, you know things up in their in their glove box that we'll need to go into to get their wheel <laughs> lock key and you know it, it may not be the most satiable thing to say or anything to say but you know they'll leave the pistol under the seat but other <laughs> items completely locked up in the glove box where you need to go anyhow and it's oh, just God. it's not good oh my <laughs> like garage if you can imagine it's probably Florida what i found but yeah but uh, <laughs> that took a turn i wasn't expecting <laughs> it, it's the truth <laughs> goodness gracious but uh no um yeah People just, uh, you know, the, the normal rattles, you know, the kid leaves the ball in the back of the car and then they, they come in for the complaint where it rattles on turns and you go in there and you find the kid's stuff in there or whatever. It's yeah. Normal stuff. But, but. You must get some people that call you with the most asinine descriptions of what's going on with their vehicles. Mm -hmm. Tell us about a couple of those. Okay. Because um, there's got to be people, you imagine the noises people try to explain in their vehicles. Oh, it's yeah. Gotta be, it's yeah. got to be nuts. <laughs> yeah i i just like the descriptions of words you know people give uh you know like uh when the car was misfiring they said it, it was chuggling <laughs> yeah <laughs> my car's chuggling or i'm gonna start know. using that yeah or you know i get different words and things that, that i never would use to describe certain car noises and it's just hearing other people's description of noises is actually where the humor is at but i really can't think of anything good at the minute other than that one but but yeah, my car be chuggling. Sometimes it uh, <laughs> it's chuggling. I'm yeah. I'm chuggling. Yeah. With your experience <laughs> with cars, what are the makes you highly recommend people buy? What are the makes that you would tell people not with their last dime buy? Um, I'm a personal fan of Chrysler cars, mostly because I worked for for them for quite a while. Um, not a big fan of Fords. They feel <laughs> like they purposely make it difficult for anybody to repair their own much like an iphone doesn't you know they don't let people want to repair them and stuff but you know everything's so proprietary or different and not easy to do um personally i would own a i like toyota cars and see them often in hondas and but, uh, nissans of course and <laughs> nissans, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you do you find that there's a a specific uh, type of car that you normally see? I mean, do you see like more, you see more cars or SUVs? I'm sure in Florida, you see a lot of trucks. What's the typical things people are breaking on their vehicles? Or what's some of the, you know, I, I learned as a kid that you put fluids in things. You make sure that they're, the fluids are always good. You always check the oil, you check yeah. the transmission fluid, you, you keep all that right, and then everything pretty much runs itself and takes care of itself. What are some suggestions you can give to us? Well, preventative maintenance is key. When I worked at the dealership, um, 
we either saw you a lot because you were there for preventative maintenance or we saw you a lot because you did nothing and your car was always broken. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to make a trip to the dealership, make it worth your while and just do the maintenance and keep it up or even, you know, an auto repair facility, much like my own. Um, but uh, the, the truth of the matter is maintenance goes so far. Um, keeping an eye on your car, um, you know, listening to it, knowing what's going on. But for the most part, the usual repairs is air conditioning brakes which is probably the most important in florida you know you gotta stop and and you gotta be cool (laughs) but uh you know stuff that keeps cars from overheating water pumps and radiators things of that sort but yeah it's monotonous it can be it can be a drone sometimes but it's it's the ones that come in that only make noises in certain turns or you know the weird electrical problems that people can't um you know, figure out that aren't common that, that excite me the most because it, it keeps me on my toes. It makes me, um, uh, look into more of the functions of everything and see how it works. And, and that, that's the part that really gets me excited. The things that make it tick. Yeah. For oh, yeah. people that don't know, which is totally not me or anything. Oh um, no. Cause yeah, you are the expert. <laughs> what, yes. <laughs> what are the most important preventative maintenance things to do to vehicles? Um, and oil does anybody changes. have index cards? Yeah. <laughs> Hands down, oil changes. Um, you know, I that, do that at least. Right, I yeah. do that. Um, you know, what, what used to happen back in the 50s is when you'd get gas, they'd check your oil and your washer fluid and they'd do your tires. And that was, you know, that was just taken for granted. And then people um, didn't have that stuff done anymore. And now they still don't do it unless someone else does it for them. And it's so, it's so frustrating when you see, tip, you know, very expensive repairs that could have been easily prevented just by doing normal maintenance stuff. And, uh, yeah, checking your oil. You know, you stop for gas, take an extra second look at your oil. I mean, um, do I do it? Probably not every time, but more often than than the regular person. But at the same time, um, you know. You've seen seen the bad end of it, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what happens. It's funny. I'll be riding somewhere with him and be like, that new debt guy right there never changes his oil. Like, listen to that thing. Holy moly. Yeah. And sometimes we'll just look at each other and go, wow. Yeah. Like, man, spend 15 bucks, homie. You know what I mean? <laughs> there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, I compare it, I would imagine it's compared a lot, like, to our health. I mean, you go to the doctor, you go to the dentist, you know, you uh, try to keep yourself in shape, you try to eat your vitamins, you try to eat some fruits and vegetables here and there. You take your car to your car the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you're counting on to yeah. get you back and forth. Good Lord. Oh, man. Um, Ernie, thanks for being on here and chatting oh, with us. Absolutely. So let's say you have, a, you have a minute right now, okay, right? Okay. You have a minute. <laughs> you're looking into this, uh, this camera right here. Mm-hmm. Pitch your business for one minute into that camera. Tell us all the amazing things no about, pressure. about <laughs> no. Harvey Automotive. Yeah. Tell us all the things right now. Why people should come there and do business with you. Mm-hmm. How wonderful you are. Okay. How, uh, what great hugs you give. Okay. And yeah. maybe, uh, maybe what, let's give, maybe what let's, great hugs. Yeah. yeah. Make let's, sure you include that. Let's in give, your I didn't know that. <laughs> let's give a, his let's, yellow page is at. So. Yeah. yeah. Let's yes. give a, a shout out to Heather. Oh yeah. My and the kids. Wife and uh, kids. Yep. Yep. So maybe start with that and then go into the shout out <laughs> to the business. Uh, first off, hello to my beautiful wife and kids. Um, no, uh, Harvey's auto repair. We do everything, but transmissions and tire repair and front end like alignments but uh it's it's a good little shop that just can can uh handle the the needs of like a small community like port st john i mean we i I have great friends and networks and other dealers and shops in titusville and merritt island coco and stuff but and, and we all support each other but it's it's just important to 
find a place where you could get familiar with the people that want to take care of your car, that want to help you out, that will go the extra mile and point you in the right direction when you when they can't do what you need, but to actually make sure that your car is safe. Because, you know, transportation is, is, is a must. We don't have great public transportation in, in this area. So when you do own a car, you're going from A to B, do it safely, do, you know, do it to where you can make sure that you get there, you know, good and comfortable and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but for the most part. Um, Man, it's so important to have someone you can trust doing work like that. Cause We've, we've seen the stories, we know the people have been through it, you know, go somewhere and they claim they have a million things wrong with their, their vehicle, and the next thing they have a $1,500 charge they gotta take care of, and you go, for, for you're, you paid $1,500 to have your brakes done? Mm-hmm. Like, what's right. going on I, right now? I've personally had that happen. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I, I had a customer the other day um, tell me she paid $700 to get the hood struts replaced on her car that hold her hood up, and I'm like, you're not under your car. <laughs> to me, they're twenty dollars a piece, you know. But to six or seven hundred dollars to have that done, um, oh. I was kind of blown away. Um, but yeah, people the, take advantage of one another. It, it's it, it's very sad. It is, and that's that's a hard part for my businesses because so many people have a bad taste in their mouth of what a mechanic does or could do to them, or they're worried about what's going to happen. And the truth is, is they don't realize that you know I would do my job for free if my bills were paid. And and you know that's a that's the worst part of my business is the money part. I I'm not so much worried about the money as I am making sure people are good and fixing in cars. But if I could do my job where my bills were paid and not, you know, I had the ability and to, to buy things, I would do it, but unfortunately money's involved. So it's, it's crazy that there's more of it. It's, it feels like sometimes I know it's not the case, but it feels like there's that persona around mechanics, uh, that, you know, if you don't, if you don't know the person personally, they're going to take advantage of you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a real thing that people, I mean, I imagine people are worried about. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, a lot of times why you see people going and getting two or three or four different estimates on something before they have it done. Yeah. I know you've been seeing that a lot recently. Yeah, too. I'll, I'll have people who will come with me with, you know, they'll lay out all the estimates of where they've been. And it's just like, um, you know, where's the breakdown? I have you picked some of these places and some of them are places I know. I'm like, you should go here. He, he does it great. He could do it faster than I can. You know, this guy's the guy for you. And, you know, sometimes I'm that guy. But, um, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, it's a challenge for some people to, to, to actually put trust into somebody. So, I mean, that's the hardest part of my business is to earn trust and to keep it. And then that's, to me, is the most important thing. Yeah, once people come and see you one time, it pretty much, you pretty much ruin everybody pretty quick yeah, in, a, in a great way. Yeah. yeah. The next thing you know, you, you go by a shop and there's 40 cars waiting to get worked on. You guys, what's the, how many vehicles are you going through there in a day? I mean, a lot, um, a lot. Five to ten cars are probably getting fixed a day we try to do appointments light so we could take walk-ins emergency stuff like little old ladies with brakes that are metal to metal and things of that degree <laughs> yeah but, i i never understood what that meant until ernie told me one time he's like there's vehicles that have to get maintenance and there's vehicles that they hit 911 and they just show up on the doorstep yeah i feel like i'm uh, the emergency room <laughs> some days you know and it's like yeah, I, you can't turn the tow trucks away sometimes you know they just show up and it's just like an ambulance for a car it's just like all right we got to we got to take care of some things i mean you know they don't necessarily jump the line but you know when when people come in with genuine issues that like uh you know we had one friday the guy gets towed in at four o'clock from from georgia on his way to see family and you know, his fuel pump goes out, you know, and I'm there, you know, I'm looking at the car. I know it's 
I can do it quickly. I'm going to turn it around for him. I'm going to get him going on the road because guy's going to be camping out in his car, you know, until Monday. Otherwise, and I don't, you know, I can't do that. I can't live with that in the back of my mind. So we try to handle it and, and make things happen. Yeah, it's special, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you a bunch, Ernie. I love you too, Frank. Bill, Cindy, I love you guys too. Yes, sir. Another episode in the books. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, you can find the Ears podcast on all platforms by searching Ears or A E. Oh, my garage. It would help if I spelled it correctly. E E A R S S, ears.org. It's the word ears and an extra E and an extra S. Or you can make it super simple and you can go to alligatorrob.com. Keep in mind now, Rob has two B's. Don't confuse yourself. Rob. Like, see, just blah, 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 blah. Um, anyhow, we we'll, uh, hope to see you guys again next week. Thank you for your time. Ernie, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Uh, we'll catch you all later on. Bye-bye. <laughs>